genre. What up, nerds? Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about uh, comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I'm always here, with Sean Petit. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey, yo. As a courtesy, I want to remind the listener this is a spoiler heavy podcast. If you haven't read the books we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to spoil those. I'll give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you might need to skip. Our top story this week is Saga of the Swamp Thing, Volumes 1 and 2 by Alan Moore, Stephen Bassetti, John Tottleman, and Tajana Wood. A lot of names yep. for a lot of book. This is a lot. Yeah, man. Uh, Fucking Getting swampy. Books. Fucking my, my, my thing's swampy after reading Swamp hey, Thing, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and if you've, been, if you've been following along, no, you didn't miss an episode we just didn't end up doing transmat dog i'm so mad can i talk to you about how mad i am about this like i don't want to get into you can it. i don't want to get into it too far <laughs> but so for those listeners that aren't familiar with um me too drama good for you uh for number one number two um uh warren ellis is a recorded uh known monster uh he got me too'd by over like 100 women um, no, like, explicit crimes, but just, like, a pattern of abuse and manipulation, you know? Like, one of those. So, uh, I wanted to revisit Transmetropolitan because I have a strong belief that you can still enjoy art from a monster. If you have your own personal relationship with art that was to happen to be created by a monster, it, it doesn't, it shouldn't take that away you know what i mean like we all still listen to michael jackson because thriller fucking rips like you're not gonna stop <laughs> like the thing about michael jackson is his songs aren't about pedophilia so <laughs> we're reading transmit and i knew that there was some stuff in there that was suspect as far as like spider Jerusalem's relationship to women and it's like spider Jerusalem is a self-insert by warren ellis and for that reason there's a lot of really good shit in there there's so much like prescient politics and like stuff on like religion and like technology and like connection to humanity like there's all this shit that is so like relevant right now but the crimes against women in the book i had either flat out forgotten or like blocked out of my memory because yeah. by the end yeah, of it's yeah by the end of what we were gonna talk about like like Towards the very end of it, I'm like, well, this is a bridge too far. Can't do it. Now I'm mad. Like now I now well, I'm like, yeah. It's hard to separate the 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 monster from the art when the the art has a self insert of said monster. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it, it makes it tougher. Yeah, and it, and that's why I wanted to revisit it because I do think Warren Ellis is a genius. Like he still is, and like even his like his survivors like mentioned that. Like they they had um like. In their bringing him to account for his, like, crimes, they explicitly said, like, they came together as a collective, created, like, a synthesized, like, account of their experience, and then explicitly said, we don't want to cancel him, we just want him to make up for what he did to us. And then he proceeded to not do that. So, fuck him, piece of shit, but, like, 
even even they were like there is merit in his work and i wanted to revisit someone, it because and yeah turns out it's a unique a unique case of someone being given an opportunity and the steps in order mm-hmm. to redeem themselves and just flat out just fucking it. ignoring it Com- fuck that <laughs> ignoring it com- to the point that just- they the only time they said anything was when dc finally fired them and it's like well now you don't get to fucking say anything you piece of shit like you were get like you were literally told what you could do to make up for it and you actively didn't like go fuck yourself man also literally updated Friday, the 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 website that's run by all the people was Ooh. updated Friday, saying that they're like just this is it, they're done with trying to get him to do anything because he just hasn't responded. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, so yeah. The, literally all you had to do was anything, and nope. He just said pass. Yeah. Um. So and, yeah. So if you that, if, if you've been considering going back and reading Transmetropolitan, uh, I will save you the anger and tell you yes. It is going to make you fucking mad. There is merit in there, but it was the the specific thing that happens in the book made me mad enough that I just didn't want to talk about it at all on the show because it would just become me screaming about this for an hour and like nobody wants yeah. that. And, <laughs> and I, I, I'm already past my comfort zone of how much I want to dedicate to yeah, this. Yeah, totally. So. I just I, I wanted to my accountability to the listener is I promise you transmit and here's my explanation for why we won't, yeah. you know. Uh, so, yeah. in in order to not platform any monsters, we decided to talk about a monster. On Hell this yeah! Episode the mo- monster with dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favorite monster, a swampy monster. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just the best. That swamp. Also, uh, we we racked our brains to f- try to find something misfits related to cover on episode one thirty eight, but you know, it just is what it is. Well, I was I, we were much. we were joking about doing um Henry and Glenn forever. Uh, but Which then would have been great. It would have been great for you and me, but uh, we would have had to make uh, Sean and RJ listen to Black Flag and Misfits so they could actually get the jokes, and that's just too much homework. <laughs> 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 and then there's like, yeah, how many other listeners haven't? So like, you know, if you're a big fan of those bands or have been when in your childhood, go read Henry and Glenn Forever by uh, Tom Neely. It's fucking brilliant. It's amazing. I, uh, I don't think it would have been that much homework. I mean, just uh, waste it again and then collection two. That's really all you need. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's an entire like childhood entrenched in punk that makes that book really good. Just listening to the, the albums doesn't really cut it. You got just you have to have to two best ofs. Do you have a shitty <laughs> did you have a shitty haircut, like a regrettable haircut in your middle school like uh the school photos? Then, then this book is for you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how many bad misfits and black flag tattoos do you have? Because for me, it's two. I've got two that are very bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's the requirement of a black flag or misfits tattoo. Oh, they yeah. have to look like they were drawn on with a ballpoint pen, <laughs> yeah. and Jesus a guitar Christ. string. In my case, they were because it was literally. <laughs> it's a funny story. I was I was uh, doing a piercing apprenticeship. And the piercer was trying to argue that piercing was way harder than tattooing. And as his apprentice, I'm like, no, what? Obviously not, you fucking idiot. And the way he lost the bet was tattooing the Crimson Ghost and the Black Flag bars on my leg, which are now like, it looks like a juggalo and just like a big blob. Like neither, (laughs) 
<laughs> resemble what they were supposed to resemble. And it's like, in that, that I, have, I have three tattoos, actually, that are me winning a bet by getting a bad tattoo. Um, so <laughs> That's a terrible bet. Uh, hey, it's a good story, though. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is the, uh, I got a, the, the taking care of business, like Elvis tattoo. And it was the, my, my tattooing mentor was trying to argue that he could tattoo better blackout drunk than I ever could just being an apprentice. And I won, oh, but I have a tattoo by a blackout drunk man on my arm now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, tattoo shops are fun. That's, that's the point of that story, honestly. How did we get here? I don't know, man. I, I... What's happening? <laughs> well, uh, if y'all want to jump into some, some fucking comics, I got one for you. Nightwing 100 by Tom Taylor, Bruno Redondo, and Adriano Lucas. Uh, landmark issue, obviously, but you know, and also there were a ton of guest artists doing like, um, uh, what's it called? Not splash pages, um, pinups, splash pin-ups. pages, yeah, thank splash you. pages is fine, uh, but yeah, but yeah. pinups specifically, oh, well, um, yeah, but, well, uh, yeah, it was both, yeah, you're right, um, no point in nitpicking. Yeah. I mean, it's a pinup if you want to ruin your comics, which, <laughs> no, I was just saying it's a splash page because it actually is part of the story, like it. It works, but yeah, then it's also it kind of cool. a pinup because it, it's like a, I don't know. I really liked how they it's did a, it. It's a great way of doing it that like each page mm-hmm. was by like a different artist and, and a lot and of part those. Part of the action sequence. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, it was really well done. Um, so yeah, so this issue, we, we encounter a giant prison ba- break by uh, Heartless. He's breaking all of the prisoners out of the like Supermax prison that's like right on like the edge of town like it's like the first thing you see when you come into town and you know nightwing swings into action and ha- has to fight uh the elephant man which is actually and kgb kgb you get kgb and elephant yeah man. and a bunch of other criminals but like in that way yeah. as he's like doing this basically the cavalry arrives uh to back him up which is just so cute because like you know he's he's doing his thing and like taking and like the beautiful part is that he goes to these these you know felons these like criminals that are like escaping and he's like look take off the mask and just help like if if, if everyone who's not necessarily everyone I know you all don't want to do yeah, this shit not necessarily everyone yeah. in prison is is there because they're a bad person if you want to like be a part of the community again just help and then like a lot of the dudes like because like um heartless had given them all like these like like v style like white masks and yeah he's just like hey man like would you if you'd prefer to help just help and then like everyone's masks are dropping and like a couple people are like what the fuck man and then he just beats the shit out of like that one person he's like all right now so all these people go help those people and just like (laughs) starts directing um like crowd control and as that's happening the titans show up uh, and they take out like all the the heavy hitters, which is just so cool. Um, yeah, fucking elephant v elephant. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah, be- Beast Boy kind of gets handled by Elephant Man, though. Yeah, but it, it, then Elephant Man gets handled, and you know KG Beast. Yeah, is- you think quickly. if you're Beast Boy and your range is anything, you could go bigger than Elephant. You yeah, don't have I think to. He's go- like, I'm gonna be a better elephant than you, <laughs> Elephant Man. <laughs> 
I mean, we know from uh, Dark Knights of Steel, he can turn into a dragon. So, like, just be a fucking dragon. Only if he's seen a dragon. But, My like, favorite. In the DCU, he's obviously seen a dragon. You know what I mean? Yeah, great point. <laughs> My favorite you brought is. an elephant um, to an elephant fight. <laughs> My favorite is viruses. Oh, he turns yeah. into single cell amoebas. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's, mm. that, that's some, some fucking heady shit. I love that. That's some deep shit. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, they get everything under control. The Titans kind of, like, handle it. And then as, like, the dust is settling, uh, Wonder Woman and, and Superman show up. And they're like, this is yeah, they're like, can we help? And he's like, no, I think, uh, I think we're good. Um, thank you. Thank you. No. Um, I, I know it. you guys are helpful, but I think we got to take yeah. care of But as, as everything is under control, they're like, okay, well, good that you have it under control. We're here to talk. So they take Nightwing to the shattered hall of justice and they offer him a job as the new leader of the justice league post dark crisis i didn't read it i was gonna say he kind of killed it in dark crisis he is basically the embodiment of hope in the dc universe now like he is the shining example of the best of us like batman is basically like he is what we should all aspire to be um yeah, Superman just kind of changes his symbol to an S and it's like it means hope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so he okay. they, they basically give That's offer cool. him the job and he's like, So thank you, but also like Bloodhaven needs my help, so let me think about it. And his process of trying to think about it is going back to Wayne Manor and like standing over Alfred's gravestone and having a heart to heart with Batman. That is so fucking sweet you guys like it's so like basically they're standing over alfred and going like like bruce is like you know alfred was always the one that would say the things that i couldn't say or like make me say the things to you that i that Mm, i wasn't going to say emotional mediator yeah exactly yeah uh and 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 dick's like well if he was here what would he say for you and he's like um what a great way to yeah, get and he's, Bruce to say what he wants to say. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like, he knows. He pulls he out a sock puppet. Third person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's great. Yeah. But yeah, like, Dick obviously knows that Bruce has a hard time, but it's, it's yeah. like, it was a nice way for him to like, all right, you can say yeah. it, but you can say Alfred, but exactly. say yeah. it. Yeah. Alfred would have said <laughs> yeah, that you saved me before you, every hit hit a little harder. I know that Batman could have turned, well, I know what Batman could have turned into without you. Uh, I know what could have consumed me if you weren't in my life. And basically is just like, yeah, he would have told you that I'm so proud of my, that my son has grown to be the best of us. And in the process of like having that conversation, Dick just turns to him and gives him like a fucking bear hug that like Bruce isn't even ready for. (laughs) And I never realized, I guess this is the first time he calls him dad. Like I had thought he had said it before, but according to multiple like comic publications, this is canonically the first time that Dick has called Bruce dad. And he says, I love you, dad. And I'm like, you're, I'm not crying. You're crying. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> it's definitely my favorite part of the book. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. But, and then it's, it's immediately yeah, after that, sure. it's like, it's him and Barbara and his uh, half sister, who's the mayor kind of like standing over <laughs> the, the rubble that was the supermax prison. And my boy says abolish prisons. All my homies hate prisons. You know what I mean? Like fuck a prison. I'm going to build something else right yep. here on that fucking yeah. shit. Because his big thing is like, look, this is the first thing you see when you come into Bloodhaven and fuck that. Like, that's fucked up. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> that's not what we want to do. Everyone hates it. It's a yeah. fucking and it's awful a, like, state Like, we don't want to sit, be a city that punishes. We want to be a city that helps. And uh, so basically, 
uh, he starts uh, turning it into the Titan's Tower. So new Titan's Tower. New Titan's Tower. New Titan Tower. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. No, he's gonna be the head of the fucking Justice League in his hometown. Is gonna be the home of the Titans. And, and his sister's gonna end nightmare. bail. Like that's. Oh yeah, and it's, <laughs> yes. My homie said, and "Fuck prisons." <laughs> and he gets to go home to a cute ass dog. Yep. And Babs. Fucking fucking dude is killing yeah, it dude. right now. <laughs> yeah. Everything's no. coming okay. up Nightwing. <laughs> yeah, I man. love that picture of the tower of the tower being reconstructed, and Wally's just pointing up at it. Look at it. And they're giving the <laughs> yeah. speech. Look at it. It's like so it's the good. WrestleMania it's, sign. It's such yeah. a good picture. It's great. I love it. Dude, I love how they used a couple people, like the, the, the Titans. Like, they had Wally just run around and take all the masks off the people and look out for, like, the super dangerous ones. Because he's like, look, a lot of these people are probably doing it because they're anonymous, so just take the masks off. He's like, all right, no problem. Done. I'm on it. So, <laughs> like, that's awesome. It's, yeah. it's interesting. Uh, I don't... We don't like to talk about negative comments on here too much because, you know, comic books is full of toxic people but the, there's one there was one thing that i was like reading online where it was like this a lot of this run is uh nightwing getting into a serious situation and then getting saved by someone i was like yeah dude that's fucking nightwing he's not batman he knows he needs right. help yeah like, yeah and he asked right. he needs help from wally and from john and from Babs. That's, like, that's the whole point. It's called having friends. Right. Like, and like, like that's the point of the character honestly, is that the beauty, he knows that. Like, the beauty of like the characters like Nightwing as like a hero that is a man is like you can show that like men can have friendships with other men and they can ask for help when they fucking need it. And like in this situation, yeah. obviously it's like I need help fighting a bunch of criminals but like normalize masculine friendship like just like yeah, it's like <laughs> I, I keep thinking of anyone who would make that argument it's like have you tried having friends like has that ever worked for you but like it's maybe like, and like it's so weird that you would have that argument because like um some of the bat best batman stories is when he finally isn't alone yeah, it's yeah. when he realizes yeah. he and does for need help. help yeah like, yeah. It, and like that's, but obviously so the weird. the like the, the the person who started it as like comics first sidekick is going to like that right the, that's right. like right. The, the person who got batman to finally admit that he can't do it alone like that like of course that's going to be a core yeah. part of the book yeah yeah and and it's and I, it's his strength <laughs> not his weakness that he needs help like that's that's and, what makes the character yeah. good, you know. And I I didn't bring it up to to dunk on that person because if you know if they're not enjoying the book, that's fine. But I I'm just saying that like I think I actually like that part of the book because I think that is something that Tom Taylor has done intentionally. It's not yeah. because Tom Taylor can't you know write Nightwing, you know, solving his own problems. It's because I think that it's intentionally done to show. That that yeah. is Nightwing as a character. Yeah, there's and there's I, a whole reason that this character, this issue is the the penultimate issue of the like. This is the like what it's been leading to for like the right. twenty five issues or whatever that he's been writing, and uh, it's it's a team up book. Like everyone in his life comes to yeah. his aid because those are that's what he does. Like he brings people together, and that's what makes him the best of us. That's why he should be the leader of the Justice League. You know, what there's I mean? a there's a two arc. Uh, part with like Wally, that's great because Wa it's established that Wally is like constantly like running by his house, like ch like checking on him. <laughs> that's so which is cute. Great. <laughs> yeah, 
And um, I, I think that this uh, whole, like all of Tom Taylor's run so far has kind of been part of the, part of the like uh, mission statement has kind of been restorative to fixing when Didio didn't enjoy the character and Didio like famously didn't like sidekicks and had like pushed the character uh, so under the rug that now I feel like a lot of Tom Taylor's arc, like I feel like now he can finally start telling the story that he wants to, like he can finally start building Heartless up even more and doing more stuff with his sister as the mayor and like start building, like start building up more stakes because now you've kind of re replenished the damage that was done from earlier. And like now he's finally, he's, he feels like he's with Barbara. He, uh, he kind of got an even footing with, uh, Bruce. He's, grieved alfred like now everything is kind of finally set so now we can start doing new territory like we've we've gotten all the ground floor done this this issue definitely feels like it wraps up a lot but it also feels like a beginning like it feels like a a new new starting point yeah yeah absolutely all right well uh Ready for some X Men? New new beginnings <laughs> in a, in a sense. X-Men podcast after all. I guess so. Uh, so I've got Immortal X Men number ten by Kieran Gillen, Lucas Wernick, and David Curiel. Some real. Uh, th- this is uh, this is one of those big reveals. Like this is a big. Oh yeah. This one was a big deal. This leads a straight ass, into Sins of Sinister, baby. It's so good. Big ass deal. So Sinister's been really naughty, right? Like, uh, <laughs> so naughty. You naughty bitch. So naughty. <laughs> He's a bad. Boy. He uh, he killed the like pretty much the whole Quiet Council. What multiple times? Yeah. Multiple times. <laughs> yep. Uh, killed Hope, which is a big deal <laughs> because Hope's part of the Resurrection Protocols. So. The the kind of the the short version of this issue is we bring back everyone that Sinister killed, including Hope. Like that was a a really touching part is them bringing Hope back, and then they just go after him and force him mm. into the forever box. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, did a fucky wucky. Even, but... Now I'm in the forever box. Yeah, yeah, so unapologetically go after him. Yeah, they fucking yeah they come after him hard. So it, you know what it reminds the- me of is um like and and I think the turn that we get to in the big reveal at the end is similar. Um, it reminds me of uh the new X Men when like they go after Cassandra Nova and it's just like no this bitch dies and they just like eviscerate her <laughs> yeah. and then you're like oh wait whoops you know it feels very similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So all throughout we get this narration um from. Charles Xavier about you know like looking back on his whole career looking back on his whole dream of you know mutants fighting for the world that you know hates and rejects him or whatever and all the while talking about how if anyone other than Charles had this ability that Charles has how devastating it would be like if Eric had this ability there wouldn't be humans and like yeah. I do really like that he basically talks about, he's just like, yeah, people hate and fear us, and you know what? They should, because we're fucking dangerous. 
Like yeah, look so, at, he's like, some of us are fucking dangerous. Yeah, look at look at Jean. Mm-hmm. She destroyed a planet when she lost control. Look at you know, like everyone has had their their crisis where they've murdered a fuckload of people Dude. because they just lost control for one. You know, my son can just about- casually destroy reality. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> On a yeah, just whether or not he's sane that day depends on if reality stays around. Yeah, and but even talks about how like even with that his slightly askew moral compass, it's like he's like yeah, I fucked with people. Yeah, if there was ever a doomsday scenario where people were going to launch nukes, they can't. Yeah, that that was his big fucking turned it off. That was his big confession <laughs> that like he he does try to stay out of free will like as much as he can. Except for a couple of things. Except for like, there's a, a couple of moments where he would, you know, not. Well, he's so, already, he's already, he already put, did. Yeah, it. he's put into yeah. place yeah. Um, backups that will Crazy. keep people from mm-hmm. setting off nukes. Pressing the nuke yeah, button. Yeah, like, yeah, like whoever no is in charge of that. Well, yeah, just to have their head, their mm-hmm. hand like uh, hovering wild. over the button and not be able to push it. Like, that's but, actually but cool. Like, but he's yeah. like, that. <laughs> that's just the one that's one tiny little thing but imagine that's somebody the the iceberg, yeah. with evil intentions who has the ability to fuck with free will the way i can yeah he just like says like eric would have just put something in everyone's brains and they would have just died they would have just cut their throats like, open they would yeah they would have just walked over to a sharp object and killed themselves yeah there certainly wouldn't be any nazis that would that'd be a thing that didn't I mean, exist anymore i guess I like mean... would that really be bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no. Like, and then he's like, wait, just, wait, wait, I don't wait. think uh, he would stop there. Is the thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. He definitely. Yeah, but, he but definitely that's the problem. Like, rid of Germany even as a me with Xavier's powers would be way worse than Xavier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I kind of that, that was something I kind of wish was in the narrative. Like, like kind of pointing at the reader a bit. It's like, what about you? What if you had this power? Would you be perfect? Would you be? No. You know, the I know Mitch McConnell would be in trouble. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> there'd be no matt gets that done gone <laughs> let's not let's not make actual real world threats to oh i'm threatening to, uh mitch mcconnell well that's that's i'll say it if i ever get telepathic powers i'm going to take out mitch mcconnell i think i can, can i'm gonna say that guys. i don't i don't think i'm i'm cutting that out i don't want to be culpable if he dies of a brain <laughs> aneurysm tomorrow we're oh suspects Yo, if That's he's on us now. Man. That'd be so sick. Like if I just <laughs> he willed it if into he reality. Oh man! If he dies of a brain aneurysm tomorrow, like Casey oh. is Grant Morrison. This, this <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I finally did it. I have a trajectory at a point I'm trying to get to, and we just <laughs> now, man, ran from for that. making it impossible for you to cut. Yeah. <laughs> so the the big reveal at the end is. Um, <laughs> There's all this talk of like, you know, him facing himself in the mirror and all of this. And the the last panel is Xavier takes the helmet off and he's looking in the mirror and he's got the the Mr. Sinister jewel on his forehead. Whoopsie. Uh oops, all sinister. Also, there's a there's a panel earlier of Hope injecting the eggs with um something, and the syringe has the sinister mark on it as well oh, oh shit. well my my theory here was that yeah so sinister's plan all along was to get caught for murdering all of the telepaths so when the telepaths so could get an xavier well yeah so when when the telepaths are resurrected they're using his dna backups mm-hmm. because uh, the beginning of this issue they talk about like at some point we won't need sinister like that's that's the goal is that every time um the five resurrect people we get the dna 
and then mm-hmm. we don't need Sinister anymore because we have that in our own reserve. Sinister had such a such we, a big collection of mutant. Yeah, DNA. all the collections. But he even talk. He, yeah. he even talks about it's like y'all fucking needed me. Yeah. to make this happen. Now you're throwing me away for all the dirt that I rolled in for y'all. It's like, all right. Yeah. So a little bit of him is like, go fuck yourself. Well, yeah. But also, yeah, like, he, he wanted to be <laughs> caught so that everybody. the telepaths could be resurrected off of his DNA yeah. that, is, uh, that yeah. is just him. It's a chimera of him They're... and Xavier. And it's like, oh, fuck, all right. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty fucking genius. The first <laughs> yeah. thing we see is essentially, uh, what, Xavier, Emma, and... Uh, someone else get resurrected so hope i believe yeah Yeah, and hope yeah <laughs> yeah so ooh, it's a since the sinister is gonna be buck wild y'all fucking yeah. strap it yeah it's just gonna get crazy uh, i'm really start, like this soon? is it's uh next week the uh I, or i guess when oh, you're sorry, listening to this go buy sins of sinister number one um gotcha. yeah mm-hmm. i uh i it's the first event i've been hyped for in a long time um so yeah yeah, I, I remember this theory popping accidents. up a couple of times um, when people were talking about how Xavier always has the helmet on, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, what if he's like Mister Sinister under there? Like, no. Yeah, we were like fucking around, like, what if he's just like, what is someone else's body or something? Yeah, like, yeah I think but, I think yeah. my theory was that he had like Franklin Richards' body, so that he could be like still Xavier, but like with the power powerful. of a literal god, you know? Oh, that's that terrifying. Yeah, but well, I like that they've been doing those like uh, other card suits, sinisters. It's like the the mm-hmm. orb from the Doctor Sword Stasis and, and shit. Yeah. I know it's yeah. kind of funny now that you mentioned Franklin. Is um, remember when they tried to bring him on to Krakoa and he was like, "No, thanks. I got my own family." Could you imagine if they had and then gotten a hold of that DNA? Yeah, uh, and have fucking sin- a sin- yeah, sinister as be, a Franklin. Everyone would be a sinister. Yeah. So you yeah. Everyone onslaught. would be a sinister. <laughs> That's how you That's get how an onslaught, onslaught happens. Do you want Oops, onslaughts? Spill, That's how you get onslaught. So th- that, that now feels very intentional and very well thought out that they're like, we can't have Franklin Richards on the island. It fucks everything up. <laughs> well, it's literally just like a like a like an instant like Uno reverse card if you have Franklin involved. <laughs> it's more like a draw <laughs> <Yeah>. 27. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, still speaking of X-Men, because that's just how it goes. We're an X-Men podcast. Yeah. We haven't I been have. an X-Men podcast for a while. It's nice. <laughs> we are today. I'm sure we will be next week talking about Sins of Sinister. Yeah. Uh, I have Dark Web X-Men number three by Jerry Duggan, Rod Reese, and Phil Noto. That's what a fucking dream, dream team. team. Yeah, that's the best pairing of artists I would I would read anything with them <laughs> together. So, um, essentially, Madam Pryor has captured uh, Cyclops and Havoc, and uh, is holding them in limbo, and stole one of Jean Grey's uh, Cerebro backups. Um, she's looking for memories, and uh, Jean comes down, and the last issue kind of ended with Jean slapping Madeline and uh, them getting ready to fight. So there is a lot of uh, telepathic and telekinetic smackdown in this. Um, Madeline finally using uh, her powers that she has from being a clone of Jean. Um, but the, the fight scenes are drawn by Rod Reese. 
uh, and then the like kind of flashback memory scenes are drawn by Phil Noto, and it's, it's so good. Yeah, what a fucking um, whoo, man. I, I, yeah, what a combo <laughs> of art, man. That's crazy. Didn't have to flex on us this hard. Yeah, okay, for real. <laughs> there's this, there's this great scene. So like a lot of the a lot of the book is just Jean and Madeline kind of kind of going at it. Um, and uh, Madeline summons a pentagram, and like demons come and grab Jean, and Jean's like, "All right, now I'm really pissed off." And she's like, "So I've been pissed off my entire life." Which um, is fair. Which is valid. It's definitely fair. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ma- Madeline kind of, uh, you know, talking about how she's like going to take the memories back, um, and then Jean just goes, uh, Jean like uh, magic comes in, and Jean's like, "No, it's fine. I surrender." And it's like, "Wait, what do you mean you surrender?" It's like, "Yeah, I, I just, I told you, I wanted to." Uh, wanted to stop all this and heal, uh, you know the the hurt and like you were just too busy, uh, throwing demons at me to realize. <laughs> uh, so they sit down, and Jean just shares the memories that Maddie wants, and she just wants the the memories of of Nathan as a baby. Um, mm. she never got you know to raise her child, uh. And then I mean, to be fair, like, no one really got to raise that child. <laughs> I mean, Gene and uh, Psych did it for a little bit until they had to give it up to the future. Yeah, and but, then they got him back again for a little bit, and then they had to give him up again. And But Gene, Gene also says that. She makes note. She's like, I didn't get as much time with him as I wanted either. Um, but they, But there's this like big splash page of Jean just giving Madeline the memories, and um, they, there's a data page that's kind of like specific uh, memories, which is adorable. And then after that, she's like, you know, giving the memories to you doesn't take them away from me. Uh, I didn't have him as long as I wanted either. Mutants grow up so fast, especially the summerses, because they talk about the the summerses. Um, and it's like but right now the world is still burning new york needs the x-men so say the words and she's like me and then so she goes she's she like telepathically feeds to madeline to make a big broadcast and it's like to me my x-men it's like you can do better than that uh it's like to me my x-men and so great i just fucking love it made me tear up um Uh, also, I just flipped to. Oh, I I didn't have a chance to read this, and I flipped forward to. Um, why is Alex dressed like Maddie with the underboob outfit? Oh, that that's his <laughs> Goblin Prince outfit from Inferno. Hell yeah, dude! It's been a long time since I read Inferno, but that's fucking amazing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just like then, let's let's just sexually exploit the men for a little while. Let's do it. Yeah, just a little bit. It's <laughs> that sweet. They can take it. That sweet, sweet Sylvester outfit. It's uh-huh. so good. Oh yeah. Um, so then she, uh, the X Men, kind of portal through with magic, and Madeline joins them as they're gonna go take down, uh, Chasm. And Madeline's part of the the X Men for now, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> the redemption we all knew she deserved. Redemption she kind of had, and then. And then didn't have, and then has again. And it was taken away. Yeah. So now where where is she gonna bunk up on the Summers uh, compound? On the <laughs> that's that's oh, the next. Right on, right on. It's a, dick. There's a there's like a 
like a cot that's right between <laughs> Cyclops and Havoc's room. And it's yeah. there. It's but, a broom so like, closet. And there's still a dog bed for Wolverine. Yeah. We, we were talking about um, Vita Ayala's New Mutants, where their whole arc with Madeline, uh, you know, felt like that was Maddie kind of getting a new start. And it was like, we yeah. were like, confused because dark web starts and it's like she's just evil again but yeah the, the thing is the even though she was you know good with magic and everyone the the real problem was with Jean and you know the fact that she didn't get to raise her child that she gave birth alone in the kitchen and then uh you know uh everything went to shit so like she never got that kind of reconciliation with gene and this what this finally gives so this feels like finally we can we can move past everything once again Um, i go back to just like talk about your feelings dog like what are you doing (laughs) just just talk about it i mean a friend that gets more complicated literally throw demons around new york city before going to therapy (laughs) gets more complicated when you become a demon lord yeah yeah i mean as one does that's true yeah that's like you like you it's like a the opposite of what you have to do to keep that job you can't you're not allowed to talk about your feelings. yeah it's a good way to get Uh, killed as a demon lord yeah that's fair yeah, there's no oh, feelings that's a, that's in Limbo. A, that's a conundrum. You can't show weakness yeah, as, a, as a goblin yeah. queen, you know? Right. I should know. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a tough draw. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. Am I right, girl? <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of magical ladies, we there got Strange, go. number 10, yeah. by a friend of the show, Jed McKay, Woo! Marcelo Ferra, Ava Tartaglia, and Roberto Poggy. Um, so I read a whole lot of Strange to catch up on this book, and I'm really glad that I did. Yeah, we did like the first two the issues of... and kind of fell behind. Yeah. And this is the end of the arc, which is great because I read the entire arc today. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it was great. So basically, this arc, um, it's kind of takes up. We meet this character called the Harvest Man, who's this guy with a giant scythe who's out killing. These things called revenants that are getting resurrected. So they're like resurrected superheroes, superheroes and shit that are around just causing fucking mayhem. And this guy works for death and is out killing motherfuckers. Um, meanwhile, straight you know, on the other side, you have Clea trying to figure out how to bring Steven back. Um, so that's kind of the beginning of this arc. Throughout this arc, we find out that the harvest man is uh, Steven. Because of course he is. Yeah. As death, <laughs> basically, death sorcerer supreme. He, he's death sorcerer supreme. So he made a deal with death. It was like, look, if you go take care of the revenant problem that's happening, because someone's resurrecting all of these fucking heroes and filling them with ghosts and shit and fucking everything up <laughs> in my realm, you, I'll let you live again. So he's like, and, he's like death's silver surfer. Basically, yeah. You could almost say, uh, and he's um, got a, like, like Death's Ghost Rider. Yeah, he's got a dope fucking costume too. He looks awesome. Yeah, he should really um, stick with this. He's got this. This is like a good. He's one. got this giant fucking scythe. It's fucking dope. <laughs> um. So eventually, him, uh, Clea eventually finds out who it is, and she's just mad at him for not just coming to her to help, because of course he didn't. Yeah, like, because you know he's what I mean? still fucking Steven, you know. Right. Right. So eventually they team up and they're like, okay, so we got to go 
and fight this organization that has basically been doing all of this stuff using this crazy magic shit. And uh, this issue starts, um, basically, this is the last issue of the arc. So we start at the beginning, which is the final boss, basically. Yeah, um, essentially the fight- end of the arc. Yeah, the prime revenant that is basically the holy grail that's going to stop and make sure everything gets done is uh, they have resurrected and filled the century oh, with fuck. thousands of with, ghosts. With, oh, with fuck. thousands upon millions of ghosts. So you have that's this bad. just. That's bad. That's. Uh, immediately, immediately, they're like, we're fucked. That's yeah, bad. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and the first issue, uh, the first six or seven pages of this is the century literally beating the shit out of them they have no chance they're getting their asses handed to them um but then there's like this really cool moment so they're always talking about how he's death his magic is all of of death and her magic is all of life so they can't touch without causing some cataclysm oh you don't cross the streets Um, and then basically i was waiting for someone to do a ghostbusters joke yeah and then why um, didn't you Clea's like <laughs> I don't yeah. know I was trying to find a good one and, and there it is <clears throat> and then Cleo is basically like we're gonna die so I don't really give a fuck I'm gonna kiss you if we're all gonna die and then there's this these two amazing splash pages basically they're talking about life and death were the antithetical forces but since he put a tether to her, from his soul to hers she's already been living in this dual realm and then they just combine and be create from this cosmic life, death, light, dark, Clea Steven being. Fuck yeah. And it looks awesome. They Voltron. <laughs> they did Voltron. Yeah, it's, they Voltron, and then they just like eviscerate. It's, it's like Voltron the, every- if all the lions were fucking. <laughs> right. Wait, you mean the, the lions don't, that's not how they connect? That's not how Voltron's <laughs> working? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fucking cool. So then they just magic the shackles that are keeping the century revenant alive and just release all this stuff. And then like, uh, just basically just completely destroy everything in a matter of like seconds. Really? They really undone them pretty quickly. All because Cleo is like, yo, give me, I'm going to kiss my man. If I'm going to die, I'm going to kiss my man. Yeah. It's great. Um, and then we get a happy ending at the end. We, um, we, uh, Stephen has filled his pact with death and he is brought back to life. So Clea and Stephen can go back and fucking bone down and actually end up fucking be together again they, while she's, they can know, bone without the threat of destroying the entire universe or Voltron. Yeah, basically or Voltron or Voltroning. Yeah. So you got a couple different things that are off the, <laughs> off the, the list of possibilities. <laughs> But I think this is like a reading the whole. Art, this has been a really fun, cool book. I really liked these versions. Like, I like this version of Doctor Strange. I thought it was like you just kind of get this actiony. Feels like Moon Knight, but with Doctor Strange in a really good way. You kind of threw him off kilter a little bit, but you're still having that tr- classic magic duels and shit. And it's just um, it's been a really great run by McKay, um, and it's very very pretty. Yeah, it really is. I think this is the it's, last issue, right? Until and then it's going to start again as Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. And I think th- I yeah, think they're going to yeah. stay like dual sorcerers supreme. Like, like I don't think she's losing the mantle. Um, yeah, things sure. like Black Knight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is cool. Yeah, I'm into it. I I don't want to see just her gonna go. Make Doctor Doom all mad. <laughs> no, she's a great character. Like, I've, 
I don't know if I would have stuck with it as long. Like Cleo was really cool. I don't think uh, Jed would. Her I, don't, I don't think Jed would do that to her. her. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, I'm excited to see the next arc of this, and then we can have Jed on fucking Avengers and shit. It's gonna be great. Can't wait. <laughs> Give me some Jed McKay. I always enjoy. I caught up on his Moon Knight too, and that was a delight. Well, you know, as much as Moon Knight can be. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna get more Jed McKay. He's gonna be on Avengers now. I know, man. I don't know if we ever said it on mic, but we totally called it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the internet called that. RJ has been sniffing that shit out for weeks. We knew it. (laughs) We knew it. You heard it here first, guys. Or last. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yep. The the news is like a week old at this point, so. Yeah, but now that'll be cool. I'll probably read Avengers then. Don't yeah, worry, nobody's read it. I haven't read Avengers in a long Don't time. Don't worry, no one else has. <laughs> oh boy. Will has. <laughs> I don't believe anything. Never <laughs> that alone. We'll just leave that alone. All right. Back to Boning right. right, Voltron. Um, swamp. That's it's it. it's, it's swampy fun. time. What? It's time for Let's the swamp. Let's get fucking swampy. Yeah. yeah. So one of my favorite things, uh, before we get into the book, my one of my favorite things of reading like these collected editions is like the forewords and stuff that we I, I always like them and i love this one that has one by len wayne written like from like 2008 when this like edition before came out. he died like man is the most before, important well, part of too, that but, rsvp uh, but it's like <laughs> len wayne rsvp he's like, <laughs> f in the chat he's just like yeah man I, I i made swamp thing it was like such a great thing to make it was such a cool character but yeah alan came in and started writing it and fucking killed it <laughs> from the jump it was fucking amazing <laughs> it's just it's just like what a way to start like a trade like that was the first time i read this swamp thing and it's basically the creator of the character saying this version might be better than mine oh yeah and <laughs> Like, Hats off to you, Alan. Like, Lin, like you fucking Lin Ween is a fucking legend, but also, yeah. like, it's crazy. This is next level. Yeah. I mean, Alan uh, Moore like, what we, yeah. didn't create Wolverine. It's so. Yeah, it's true. That's fair. It is true. That's a good point. Uh, anyway, it's just, um, I, I, I yeah. thought it was interesting Very that cool. um, they mentioned that, like, the book got canceled and then the movie is what brought it back. The, Oof. like, movie that. <laughs> Oof. Which is wild. Yeah. yeah. Oh man! And they're like, we need a new writer for Swamp Thing. I can't imagine going from the all the new minted Swamp Thing fans from the movie going to Alan Can Moore's you imagine, run. Uh, imagine Alan Moore, but hey, man, this movie just came out. Alan, can you just write a Swamp Thing comic? And he's like, sure, guys, it'll be just yeah. Like no, that. don't worry, it's gonna be exactly <laughs> worry, the same. Guys. Um, it also it it strikes me kind of as the same thing that's happened with a lot of the I mean, he was the first of the British invasion. He's what caused the British invasion in comics. And mm. I feel like it's always like, hey, yeah. here we're gonna take a chance on this fucking weirdo. Um, and we're gonna give him a <laughs> character that no one gives a fuck yeah. about. So like a character that had already been canceled, here you go, Alan War. Do whatever the fuck because it literally doesn't matter. And then and the greatest comic, one of the greatest, one of the greatest comic runs of all. Yeah, time. like they like, brought this back just so that they could still sell action figures a while after the movie came out of theaters. Crazy, man. Yeah, and then like twenty, what 30, 40 fucking years? I don't know what year this came out. Eighties, so thirty-five years later, or whatever. Yeah. Um, we're talking about this, and I literally forgot the movie existed until you just mentioned it. So, right? <laughs> Look, I'm yeah, well, I, th- I think they. Now. 
I think they brought it back and then like there's like 19 issues before Alan takes over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to know, I like, I would pay to like see the person's reaction who's like reading this book and going from like issue 19 to issue 20 mm-hmm. when Alan takes because it's yeah. just like, I, I like, can only it, imagine. Alan the, Moore does tie up the loose ends from the, from the plot beforehand, but mm-hmm. it's such a different book. But he like reinvents the origin. I mean, he, like, it's literally reinvents the whole fucking exactly character. the same. It's like as when reading Doom, Doom Patrol. Yeah, as I was Doom about Patrol, to say. That's exactly what I was yeah. going to say. The first yeah. eighteen issues are hot dog shit, and then fucking Grant Morrison comes in, and be like, "Y'all want a comic I remember, book?" <laughs> I did that journey, and it's like the first page are like, "This is different." Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. instant. And I bet it. And I bet it was the same thing. As soon as you like, because this cover page, oh my like, god, the title page with all the credits, you're probably like, "Okay, yeah." Um, this is different. What? This is some. This is well, different. Well, also, <laughs> much like last week was the first time we had been to some of the top stories. This is the first time we've had more, Woo! which is crazy. Which yeah, I mean, I, can't I feel like we've talked about like more. Oh, yeah, we talked about more a we lot have. more in in the sidelines, like just tangentially, because I feel like it's hard not if, to. If we do Watchmen as a top story, it feels like we're just treading the same ground everyone else has. But um, this is worth it to dive into because I feel like yeah. it's like a lesser known gem. It's a lesser talked about also, gem for like, sure. It's better. I also keep thinking <laughs> I mean, about the, I, I couldn't help but think about this book in comparison to Gerber's Man Thing. Yeah. Different. You can't. You cannot. They are playing them. different sports here. They are also yeah. also they right off the, right off the bat. Swamp Thing, friend of the alligators. So uh, <laughs> Swamp Thing is uh, uh, he for, wins in my later on. He beats the he, he beats he, the they fuck murder, out of some alligators. They later. murder his alien gator buddy. Buddy, yeah. But he immediately Man he Thing is just punching later. gators for no reason. Like at least Swamp Thing had a reason. <laughs> Oh, he was rescuing a friend. Yeah, exactly. Sure, yeah. He had a reason. It's like, okay, yeah. that's understandable. I, uh, you know, I, it's, I don't, you don't like to see it, but it happens. Whereas Man Thing <laughs> is just like wantonly punching gators for no reason. Fuck gators. <laughs> I also think like, there's a, there still are some mirrors to, between this and, and Gerber's Man Thing. Like, like the human yeah. friends that he has that keep coming around and hanging out. Like he's got a little bit of that going on. I mean, yeah. well, at least like, then, you gotta have yeah. some end of kind list. of humanity next to the I think there's the also, um, end of there's list. a bit of a year gap, right? Because Man-Thing is 70s? Or I, I believe wrong? so. Well, the, the invention of the two characters is literally, like, in the same month, because right. so there's Lin Wein and, like, um, rooming with each other, Li- right? yeah, Lin Wein and, um, yeah. um, Jerry Conway were roommates. Yeah, so, so there's literally- about, like, 40 <laughs> issues of Swamp Thing before Moore takes over. Yeah, which, but those 40 issues, to be fair, even though they're not as groundbreaking, like, thematically, it's Bernie Wrightson, so, like, definitely worth going back and reading, too. 10 of them. But still, holy shit, those issues are fucking gorgeous. Right, well, (laughs) I mean, Wrightson is a a force unto himself. Fucking legend. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, uh, Gerber's definitely feels more of 70s Marvel, and then when you get to more the whole entire way comic books are told is shifting <laughs> so, because of him yeah. he's the one shifting it to be fair <laughs> correct him and yeah him and that british invasion yeah yeah they just said who a oh, fucking let's go karen Berger's like all right who else you got let's fucking do <laughs> find this. those find those fucking freaks let's fuck let's fucking go <laughs> so i kind of love how this starts where he wraps up 
the first story because like he had just fought arcane so he wraps him up and then like okay he's like all right i'm gonna start my shit i'm gonna kill swamp thing real quick yeah and then we're immediately gonna start murders him <laughs> we we're I, i'm not sure if this is woodrow's first appearance but it's definitely the first no, like it's a flash comic <laughs> Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, but it's the it's, Justice League talks about like I every time really we fought this guy, he was like nothing, and now all of a sudden he's mm-hmm. going to destroy humanity. Um, yeah, this whole first arc is Woodrow, and he is a fucking evil son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. He's just playing a like a scientist, and not yeah. very planty in the beginning. Not very planty in the beginning, yes. But yeah, he, yeah. So basically, the whole first arc is like Swamp Thing gets killed, and he's brought to the, like the evil corporation that is always around in Swamp Thing. I Sun- like. Sunderland, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he's brought in to like study his body so they could take advantage of it. And then he just like is fascinated. By well, he it. and I love he's the one who we, figures we out learn about Swamp Thing. Yeah, and everything. We, we yeah. find so, out that like through like the uh planet plantar worms. I forget what what the worms are called, but basically like Planarians. Yeah, planarian. Yeah, planarian worms. There's like a when one is killed and fed to the other worms, the other worms like absorb the knowledge that they had. So he figures out that Swamp Thing is a plant mass with the memory of a human. Like, Al- yeah, like Alec Ho- Holland didn't have an accident and got turned into a plant. He got blowed the fuck <laughs> up, and a plant. Eight, rebuilt eight itself and thinks it's Alec Holland. Yeah, no, yeah. like the which is like a complete reinvention well, of his origin, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A- Alec yeah. was working on a formula that was like yeah. supercharging plants, and yeah, that formula managed to work so much so that the plants that got it at, that were near his body when he died absorbed his yeah. soul. Yeah, yeah, which is. Or, or at the very least, again, they, this like, is issue two. Yeah, they, they, of Alan Moore Swamp they thing. ate the corpse of Al- of Alec Holland and absorbed his memory. So whether that's his soul or just a plant that thinks it used right. to be a human is up for debate because it's like, you know, like and and the yeah the yeah, Swamp he's, thing he's coming back to a life, ghost inside of a plant monster, the ghost yeah. in the in yeah. the plant also, shell. It's I don't awesome. know why, but <laughs> all of Swamp Thing's like body parts like his bones and everything are like plant substitutes they're like he's got like a wooden skeleton skeletal system but he's got normal fucking teeth mm. and i well they talk it creeps they me talk out about that every later. time yeah. i don't know how do you why. know they're not wooden teeth they might be wooden teeth because well, they're like, bright like, white they're white yeah <laughs> i think they talk about that as it goes on they like it's the lingering consciousness of Alec Holland in the plant building this so it's comfortable. Like he breathes, but he doesn't have to, and then eventually he doesn't need to anymore. Well, then so once like he finds out, yeah, a- he stops. Yeah, but he has all yeah, of these first like issue. pretend parts. Like he has lungs that would do what lungs would do, but right. like he's a right. plant and doesn't need lungs. Like because that's what his that's what his yeah. brain thinks it needs. But they're yeah. all and, like- and by brain you mean like big cabbage in the shape of a brain that's in his head part. Yeah, they're right. all plant substitutes except his teeth. Yeah, I know. It's Why? Well, what about his eyes? Hey, man. Too? His, he's got eyes. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm not worried about his <laughs> eyes. I'm worried about <laughs> his teeth. But you're worried about his teeth? It sounds like you're thinking, you're thinking too hard about all of it. Cause, it's, it's, cause it's, it's Wolverine this, adamantium thing. Just like, don't think about it too hard. It's this giant boss man with sex LSD yams growing off of him. And then he's got <laughs> normal fucking white teeth. Hey, man. Because it would be gross and weird if he had wooden teeth. That's literally the what answer. Because then he would just be a weird swamp 
monster. Nobody would want to fuck him are... if he had wooden brown teeth. I don't, like, not, I don't like, think that's teeth what are it, the no deal breaker. No one should want to fuck him anyway. You're incorrect. He's a fucking sex icon. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Oh, the, right. I forgot about that. I don't ass. think the I'm teeth sorry. are the the barrier to entry there. Yeah. Yeah. Man, thing doesn't have doesn't, teeth. He has those. Uh, those. He doesn't uh, have a mouth. He doesn't have a mouth. Yeah. No mouth. Yeah. In the in the immortal words anyway. of uh of so let's talk about Swamp okay, Thing, yeah, guys. Because fuck, we already talked about Man Thing. <laughs> there is no mouth. <laughs> I like how this whole first issue, Woodrow figures it out and basically is like. All right, I'm gonna see if he figures out and see what happens, and basically like, um, <laughs> sabotages everything at the Sunderland Corporation. So Swamp Thing wakes up, he regenerates his fucking body, and he fu- reads the report, and then just fucking kills Sunderland. Yeah, yep. it's awesome. Just because Woodrow just wanted to see what fucking happened. Well, especially because like, like, so he he tells his revelation to the CEO, and the CEO's like, "Cool, yeah. I don't give a fuck. You figured it out. Now you're fucking fired." And like. Yeah. Is basically like I don't need to know what you're talking about because I'm rich, and it's like the most like. Woodrow's like, all right, well I'm gonna kill all right, you now. all right, fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna go see myself out, but I left the uh, swamp thing to co- to come back to life, and I left the report yeah. conveniently located, so he finds it. So you're fucking dead. And, he also uh, changed the uh, the palm readers on the door so he can't get out. Yeah, I, there. Yeah. That was really cool. I feel like great, there's dude. a lot in this. I mean, it's just Alan Moore in general, but the overarching themes of like nature versus technology, I feel like it, mm, it yeah. digs deeper into that. But that first inter- encounter where like the CEO thinks that he's got this big, like this uh, like chapel of modernity, which is just like has all of these electronic locks and all of these like secure, like I don't need to hire a security team because I have computers. And it's like, and that's what fucking killed you, you fucking moron. Because yeah. nature came back to fight back, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. This whole first... Yeah, this whole first trade, you basically have Woodrow figuring this out and then basically going back to the swamp, like, kind of where the body, like, and it ends up and finding his way into the green. Yeah. He connects... For the first time. He connects to the green and thinks that he is speaking for the green. When he he, think, he thinks he's the avatar. Yeah. The so green. he so he starts yeah. raging a war against all of mankind, where he's going to kill them by the producing too much oxygen, and 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 I love how it's they talk about it like they lead up to that like Swamp Thing's like trying to figure out where he's at like he's trying he's like lost and disassociated in the green, but he knows that there's something wrong in the green and it's red, which is such a great. Like, as we read more and more Swamp Thing, like, because it's Woodrow and he's a human, he's of the red and not of the green. Yeah. So the red is infecting the green. And that's just like a small little nugget that gets fleshed out all of these yeah. instances of Swamp Thing over time and Animal Man. And it's like, it was just kind of. It was a throwaway line, but it was. And just like platformed out. And it's just like, it's so mm. fucking great to see. Where this shit starts. And, and it's, it's amazing it's, to see the literal seeds being planted. Ha, of nice. The green yeah. and um, the red and the rock. But it's also, it's, awesome, it's, it's really cool because Woodrow is, you know, he, the rational human reaction to what we do to nature is to be furious and say, like the Ra's al Ghul move of like, I'm an animal rights activist, so I'm going to kill all fucking humans. And it's like, valid, number one, but also number two, no, right. that's like, not, that's not what the green wants because 
his whole plan is I'm going to create too much oxygen in the atmosphere so it's a tinderbox so like humans will have to go back to the stone age and then after like a year they will all die off and that is a very human reaction to a way to save the plants because as alec points out to him he's just like okay so now that there's too much oxygen in the atmosphere what's gonna create carbon dioxide that we need to live you fucking idiot slaps him upside the head it's yeah like, come yeah on. so then like, woodrow's like dummy oh, yeah so like his his Can entire I? human reaction yeah. of of revenge is <laughs> also suicide like it's it's such a like mankind way of thinking is just like i'm gonna fucking kill you but it's also gonna take me out because wh- that's what war is and i love how this is you know that whole part too in the page layout like the art through this is just like the body horror of swamp thing early on is fucking awesome oh yeah um, but like when he's like talking him down, he's basically like realizing like if you do this, you're actually working against the green, and that's when like the 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 panel placement of him progressively having like a tear go down, like that severs his connection to the green, and he's just completely alone again. Yeah, because he never was, he never was the true. He was Avatar, he like, was putting like Swamp Thing he is. was putting his own interpretation on the will of the green, like yeah. he was. And that, forcing his human will onto the green. On the green, yeah. And that, like, breaks him, obviously, because Woodrow just comes out and he says, fuck shit up all the time. Oh, he's... <laughs> he's always coming in and out fucking shit he's, up. And he goes completely insane. It's really cool, like, when the Justice League goes to... Number one, the Justice League mm-hmm. are just watching this happen going, like, we can't do shit. And it's just like... <laughs> I know, which is crazy. They're just in the watchtower going, great. like, uh... I don't know, dude. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. Let's, let's, let's just cross <laughs> our fingers and just watch them do it. This shit's too weird for us to handle um someone called the doom patrol or something but uh i guess this weird green guy might be in the doom patrol i don't know we'll see if we can figure it out <laughs> but uh but then when the justice league go to like after swamp thing wins they go to like arrest woodrow and it's just him like doing that like spray paint like skin thing that he puts on him yeah he's like <laughs> yeah he's like designed it for himself so he can like appear as human because he's like the floronic man or whatever yeah. he's like still kind of part plant yeah but but he shit, but he tries yeah. to put on his human mask and it's just him just like this like melty <laughs> mass and he's just oh, like God, it's horrifying. And he's just like I don't know I broke my leg doing like I don't know like I, fishing I, or a car wreck or something that humans do I'm a normal yeah, I, guy I, I, dude I just look at me being a normal I'm dude I'm just a normal guy I love this wrong <laughs> with me oh you mean my arm well I broke it on accident it was just you know doing something normal driving a car fishing or one of those other things that men do. Yeah, just being a man. <laughs> I'm just doing a man thing. It's fine. No, not like a man thing. Says, that, like, no, yeah, that's a different. Yeah. That's a different. Um, he's like, I, call me Jason. I'm one of you. I'm no. human. Human like you. It's like, bro. Totally something all, a human would say. Very just, human yeah. reaction. I love the. I like this human music. I love the the like Flonic Man's like whole plan happening in the Justice League. You're like, wow, we didn't pay attention to Louisiana at all. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, like, Alan. Uh, like who, who had that yeah. on their fucking, video? Card? Fucking Ollie is is like, yeah. We've been so busy taking care of Gotham and Metropolis and Star City and shit. Who the fuck is taking care of Lacroix, Louisiana? Like, which is very <laughs> valid. Like, who yeah. the fuck is taking care of like point. the tiny southern totally town? Like, nobody. That's well, we're just Swampy. Swampy's Dude. taking care Swamp. of Swamp. He, he is like, a bastion also. of freedom for the working class man. That's what he does. He's in <laughs> the, the fucking, he's in the poverty in the rural areas, fucking saving the swamps Dude. and the gators. These these fucking arcs, man. 
it's just i like how we do this we get woodrow and that wraps up nicely and then what do we get the next issue immediately jason Blake. fucking hell yeah dude etrigan be gone be gone the we get fucking etrigan the, fucking chasing a fucking demon the, uh, monkey the most and the monkey king awesome the, <laughs> yeah, the man. Uh, coolest and probably the most sincere credit to Jack Kirby that I've oh, ever I seen know. placed yeah. in a comic. Yeah. yeah. That was so mm-hmm. nice. This is uh with with love and appreciate like awe and appreciation and like dedicated to I think it like oh let me find it. Um They put it at the end of the Etrican yeah, arc, right? It's at the very end of this first grade. That issue. But then he comes back. Yeah. He's, he's this story is issues. dedicated with awe and affection to Jack Kirby. It's like, oh, it's so nice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 1985 yeah. or whatever, when no one gave a fuck about Jack yeah. Kirby. But when he was still alive. Yeah, I love how we get this whole fucking arc. It's so fucking good. Like, because like this is another example of we have a Swamp Thing comic story and he's barely fucking in it. And it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's about <laughs> a little kid who. His parents accidentally summoned a fucking Ouija board tulpa, which is why you don't fuck with Ouija boards, kids. Yeah, Ouija board monkey king. Don't fuck with Ouija boards. You're going to get yourself a fucking uh, tulpa. Um, And he who shall not be named. (laughs) Yep. So they they accidentally summon a demon, and it kills both of them, and then the kid goes nuts, but... The thing he's is, like, like traumatized, he's traumatized, yeah. but like the Monkey King thing demon is like attached to the kid. Um, Dude, like, what does he talk about? He's like, he's like, he even talk like, there's like one page. He's like, like the screaming and all that stuff. Like, it was bad. That wasn't even the worst thing. It was when he fucking climbed up, nuzzled against me, and kissed my hand. I was like, oh god, yeah. And it was like this fucking little thing that fucking killed your parents just came up and like snuggled up he was like you're mine there, there were parts yeah, of this like, book that got scary like yeah, oh, dude this is a it's, it's a horror book. book yeah like it is this is like yeah. the horror roots of swamp thing pun intended um yeah absolutely and, we haven't and, talked like, yeah, about so like, what's her name and her husband yet have we well that's where really where she kind of comes in like she becomes a bit we get abigail now um because she's working at the the, it's like a school for like mental institutions. Well, it's like it's like a, a school yeah. for kids with autism and like kids that are on the spectrum. Uh, yeah, so they're troubled kids. They're yeah. two characters that are holdovers from the Swamp Thing, just comics in general. Of Matt Cable, right. a detective, and um, Abigail Arcane, who was the the daughter of or the niece niece the, yeah. niece of niece. Anton Arcane, niece. which is yeah one of Swamp Thing's main villains. I would say Archvillain, probably like the number one villain. Like him or Woodger. Those are the two, right? Like, those are the yeah, top two. Yeah. For, or just like, yeah, shit, or just random shit that pops into the green. I think, me into I think like, if you <laughs> zoom out and you include like Snyder and everything, it's definitely, I mean, Anton is, yeah. Anton is such a good villain once he becomes the He's avatar so, of the rot. Oh my God. So fucking good. Um, yeah. So this kind of, we get Abigail and we get the glimpses of her terrible husband. Um. <laughs> yeah, dude. He has, he has like this a... weird ability to like create like holograms. He can create like little yeah that he and likes stuff. to have sex with. Yeah, he likes uh, to kind of yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, ba- yep. basically he can yeah. he can make his own dreams come true, and and like that was yep. 
it was like a thing that he was doing against his will. He didn't know he was doing it. He was just like his nightmares were coming to life and he didn't know it was him doing yeah, it. And he could create illusions. And, th- and yeah. then he realized that he could control it and he's been using it to just go more and more into his own reality of like insanity. Like he, and depravity. Yeah, he has his own little world where he's king and he can fuck versions of Abby whenever he wants. Yeah. He's also uh, increasingly more alcoholic, right? Yes, yeah. that's the other. Yes, he's also a raging alcoholic. Yeah, and it's it's definitely an allegory for that, right? Like the the entire like going into his world, his fantasy world is is it's very Stephen King in that way. Like the alcohol is an allegory mm. for the fantasy world and vice versa. You know, like his descent into well, he's doing and he's doing both. So it's well, real it's, bad. It's, it's his descent into madness. Is, <laughs> yeah, not great. So basically, this kind of happens. She gets this job at this place where this kid is, and she walks in. Her first day, every kid got visited by the Monkey King because it feeds on fear, and they're all draw the same thing. She's like, something real fucked up's going on. It's a real Monsters <laughs> Inc. situation. He's got to make I him love, yeah. I love how yeah. she's just like, <laughs> nice. she's just like, can I just like have a normal fucking day and a normal fucking job <laughs> like, where everything isn't once. just being yeah. fucking weird? And it's like, nope, you got a Jason Blood on your tail. <laughs> also you took a yeah, job immediately, working with autistic Alex, kids where anything can fucking happen like, you're in love with a yeah, swamp creature fair. things yeah. aren't we're, yeah, we're your best normal. friend is a plant <laughs> who can feel things <laughs> yeah cause that, yeah cause then he's already on the fucking case cause he knows he's fucking shit up but like then this like oh god the horror in this book like cause the little monkey guy sh- appears as what you're most afraid of and some of them are just like monsters. Some of them are just like abusive parents. Yeah, that and fucked shit. me like, up, oh, man. One, one of them was like the little girl Sad. who accidentally murdered her little brother. And so the Monkey King yeah. appeared as like the blue suffocated version of her little brother. It's like, oh, God yeah. damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This is some Ugh. brutal, scary shit. And then, yeah, Etrigan's fucking here Hell trying yeah. to kill this fucking monkey demon, fucking too. Boy. So you get some... I love the... Inter- you get some Etrigan the shit. The introduction of, of Jason Blood in this book is fucking great, because he's just walking around town it's going... Awesome. <laughs> like He's just like... Telling people when they're going to die. Yeah, he's like, uh, I won't be it's needing awesome. your card, because you're going to get impaled by a swordfish in the next couple days. And he's just <laughs> and like, what the fuck? And then watching that culminate yeah. over these yeah. next and couple the next, issues And the next pr- person awesome. he encounters, he's like, well, I'm not going to have to worry... You're not going to worry about shit, because you're going to be in jail for manslaughter. And he's just like, what? Yeah. He's like, your wife doesn't want to buy the lawn chairs. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, like that dude crashes his car with a swordfish on top and the swordfish impales the first guy. And you're just like, well, somebody should have listened to Etrigan. <laughs> imagine, imagine being being like a youngish kid, like maybe 10 or 11, and you saw the Swamp Thing movie on cable and you went out <laughs> to your comic shop and this was the book that you got. It's the coolest thing, for, coolest thing on the planet. Not gonna sleep for a fucking yeah. week. That's all. But also, honestly, the the only thing that's cooler than my origin of going out and reading like sexy badass Daredevil would be well, it's, finding th- this th- book. That's my origin <laughs> with the mask. Like that's the exact. Oh, yeah, that's fucked that up. <laughs> honestly, by that making that movie not... for kids, they they probably fucked up so many kids. Yeah, they fucked up so <laughs> many comic book readers that they did. They shouldn't have. <laughs> this fucking yeah this whole ba- knockdown battle has some amazing shit we'll be, oh, it's it's fucking great um i love the big twit like the big reveal at the end of this fucking arc is in between all of this 
Abby is basically like, hey, Matt, can you like get off your drunk ass and come fucking help me? Because like I need some help. These kids need some help. He's like, go fuck yourself. I'm going to fuck my illusions and drink. He does the whole like fucking man. I I need to be fucked. You care care about those kids more than you care about me. Yeah, because they need help. You're a full grown adult. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like what what an entitled prick. Yeah, he does. And so he does. Yeah, he does. And then he eventually decides, okay, maybe uh, in his drunken stupor, he grabs the car keys. Like, oh, I'll go after her on this rainy night. And he ends up crashing the car. And he, he ends up having a conversation with a fly. Um, and they make a deal. Basically, if you let me in your body, I'll let you know, I'll help you out here. And um, well, it's it's funny because he's like, basically, he's bleeding out in this car crash. And the, yeah, he's done. And the fly comes to him and he's like, look, I'll, uh, I'll save your life if you make a bargain with me. And Matt is yep. like, uh, well, this is clearly not happening. This is the dying synapses of my brain, so I might as well say yes, yeah. because why not? I like how not? the fly it's agrees like, with him. The yeah, it's like, like, yeah, you're totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally mm-hmm. right. I'm not yeah. real at all. Just let yeah. me in there. Just let me in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Open in, wide, buddy. And he's like, then he's like, totally fine. And then um, it's just yeah, me. And the know, car is the totally flies. fine, too, which is an interesting twist. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah, it was wrapped around a tree. Like, it was real total. <laughs> um oh god there's so many good it's crazy how much amazing stuff he crams in early on this run because this next issue is him burying the bones of Halleck holland so he can pass on to the next plane and just like having a conversation with his fucking ghost <laughs> it's fucking, it's fucking yeah, wild it's fucking it's crazy so good. <laughs> um and then we quickly just get into some deeply deeply depressing uh arcane stories <laughs> uh we basically quickly find out that matt has been um he's just completely taken over this turned over a new leaf he's got a job he's this amazing <laughs> attentive husband all bought of a sudden. mansion he's loving he bought a mansion he's affectionate you know they like fucking bone they bone down a little bit like the first time in a long time they're really connecting over these couple weeks and then we find out that all of her, all of his associates, uh, she finds out they're all, they're all dead people. <laughs> and he, um, he has been, and she's having these nightmares uh, of bugs and shit. And we find out that Matt has been infected by her uncle, Anton, Anton Arcane. So, so Arcane took over the body of his niece's husband and then used it Ooh. to fuck his niece. Ooh. That is correct. Because this dude is straight fucking evil. That's not Well, good. that's not great. Um, and, ag- that's and again, another thing that starts early and it gets fleshed out with these other writers that kind of come after, like, all of the symbolism of the rot. He's, he's like death incarnate. He always resurrects these, the, these evil things. He's, he's of death. And also, like, and all the these bugs. Too. The, like, the bugs are and the bugs always and all a... That stuff. Yeah. They, they are a harbinger of death. And, yeah. So like, right. That's an interesting, and we just get, yeah. but he's not necessarily called the like that's expounded upon. Yeah, he's not called the rot in this, that, but the fact that he is like it's the, it's all he's, there. He's for he's you. personified by bugs is mm-hmm. yeah that that makes it's him great. the rot. Like I loved yeah, it. Brilliant. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we get this classic swamp thing versus arcane. Um, killing Abby or taking Abby or. Doing something fucked no, up to Abby and Swamp. 
and take, yeah, this, in this case, taking her soul and sending it to the pits of hell and, uh, swamp thing, like being like, um, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, could you, um, (laughs) can you fucking not with like the one person I like, please? That would be dope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just dude again, flipping through it. I can't also, say enough about the wh- fucking art that goes along with this. It's incredible. Woodrow in fucking um, Arkham with the Joker. That's fun. That's a fun little yeah. moment there. Well, they talk about like, so Woodrow like gets like this power. It's like being, yeah, well, Woodrow's in Arkham, but like uh, Arcane like releases this power that's just unleashing evil across the uh, the world in a way. So like, everyone's like kind of giving into their baser instincts, but like the first indicator, like they show Arkham, they're like, yo, something's fucked up. The Joker the stops Joker laugh- stopped laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-oh. <laughs> and it's just foaming at the mouth. That- it's like, oh, we're talking. That can't be good. We're talking next level. I bet, I bet silence at Arkham is a terrifying thing. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Do you hear that? <laughs> yeah and they like level his power they're like oh this is impossible only something like the specter could do this it's like well it's fucking happening bro <laughs> <laughs> um yeah then he goes to hell right yeah yeah, yeah well he, he goes to hangs out with places beyond he goes places beyond all living realms, I guess, right? But he he curses Abigail to hell, also. Like she's kind of alive in sort of a vegetative state, but her well, soul yeah, he, is he sends in hell. He sends her soul to hell. Yeah, and Swamp Thing goes to get it. Yeah, um, by teaming up with in the Phantom an- Stranger in the annual, mm-hmm. right? Phantom Stranger and Dead Man, yeah, and saying what's up, saying what's up, the Spectre. It's literally the, the exact <laughs> plot that happens in Promethea later on, where she has to go yeah, get her friend. Much back from like the <laughs> realms of heaven. It's awesome. You know? He just has to hang out with all of the dead guys in DC. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there's... He even gives a hand from Etrigan, too. There's, oh, he does, yeah. There's there's totally a reason mm-hmm. that these guys keep meeting up, and it's because they're all the fucking freaks. There's a reason that Constantine and Swamp Thing are best friends, and it's because they're just always in the weird shit. Like, and then they all end up on Justice yeah. League Dark. It's the best great. DC team. This is straight up a precursor to Justice League Dark. Like that and Demon Knights. Like this is just that. Like I want to talk about Demon Knights so bad. Let's fucking do it. Don't <laughs> fucking threaten Knights. me with a good time. Um, I mean, this this is a good precursor to talk about Kirby fucking Demon and or Garth Ennis Demon. Like, I was, let's, let's go. I was thinking how funny it is that um, with Swamp Thing and Man Thing, how not like, I know there's like, you know, the coincidences of the characters being created by roommates and everything um but like it's interesting that both swamp creatures and both companies aren't just like a swamp version of the hulk they're like these characters Uh that both like people like both uh creative teams use for like really introspective like horror and yeah, philosoph- they, like philosophy they want to be stories. in touch with their yeah. own humanity, yeah. and in that like, way, they're more human than well, I lo- human. I love how Moore made him a force of nature that's still trying to cling to some semblance of right. humanity because of how he became there, and it just it makes for such interesting takes on all these different topics, like just what it is to be a good 
person what yeah the green, like all that shit and it's, it's, fucking it's great. such a perfect vehicle for like eco like awareness environmentalism anti-corporate greed like and, and yeah. like those are oh, those yeah. are the easy he, he hits on those that, are the easy low-hanging he hits fruit. on that shit of course because it's trade. fucking alan Moore. yeah and, but like well yeah you get nuke face <laughs> oh fuck yeah oh so, fuck yeah. such okay. a great villain oh hell yeah <laughs> such a great villain <laughs> i'm listening <laughs> he's basically a guy that got oh, no, no, covered I've... in nuclear waste and he's just nuke face now uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. literally toxic the toxic avenger but like it's in dc it. way before toxic ever existed <laughs> yeah anyway yeah uh, dude this book is too good it's, uh, i'm gonna do a full read through on this now like y'all have sent me down this path i was gonna do a full read through on transmet but i'm mad so i'm gonna do swamp thing i did a full read through on this uh in I tore through this like pre like beginning of the pandemic. I was like, I've never read this. I heard it's good. I bought the first one. I was like, all right, well, just give me the next five. I'm gonna just let me just, <laughs> I'm let going me just to consume clean this. this out. Uh, I bought there was a there's like a like, box set yeah. of all like six trades, mm. and I bought it for Zach, oh, but nice. I didn't give it to him as a gift specifically because it was more of a gift to myself than it actually was to him. I'm like, you can so have this, but really, it's for me. <laughs> it's so like, and again, like on top of this, I think we talked about it a little bit, like the art oh man first of all like they talk about it a lot in the forwards how like alan moore's scripts are so particular and specific so like any and like he very much has a vision of what he wants his stuff to look like but the way that is set and like later on we're going to talk about some other ones like the the way they turn what he wanted into put it on the page like we talked about it later this issue where abigail and <laughs> swamp thing uh merge consciousnesses a little bit <laughs> is it's crazy uh just the pages layouts and the way it's like designed and it's fucking when incredible. he meets the specter some of the best art and when he meets uh, the so specter good. yeah, yeah. I, like it reminds me like of jh williams art we've talked about like uh we haven't talked about him much but we were comparing it like i feel like it's very much like that like or that style but Maybe before him, right? Because J.H. Williams was after this era. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little of the era. I'm not sure. Just this is probably when started. he's getting his start in the just industry. Started, yeah. yeah, and just like I feel like the for a comic that was coming out at this time, like it doesn't like we've read comics of this era, like they don't look like no. this. Like no. the panel placement, like the art, and just like the style. It's just like I don't. Nothing looks like this, and it's just like if, I feel Yo. like it makes it just. Also, also, even uh, more pre-crisis too, because it, there's the the crisis mm -hmm. tie-in is literally the yeah yeah there is um, that, that oh, yeah. little tie-in. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> also, I I'm I'm flipping through, and I don't know how I never noticed that the um the issue that y'all are talking about, where like they their consciousnesses merge, is um, and I guess this is right before it, but there's a, there's a cover that's literally an homage to um House of Secrets '98. I think oh, yeah. it's like that, the first yeah. appearance. That is yeah. actually um, because that book isn't Alec Holland, so it's more continuity fixing the fact oh. that um, it, he merges mm -hmm. the the two characters together. Interesting, uh, yeah. and they're in the dreaming, so it ties in. It's yeah, like he, a, it's like a he crossover visit, with. Yeah. He goes to visit Cain and Abel. Yeah, and Lucian. Yeah, she's like she's just like in this dream world and like hangs out with because uh Cain and abel are the the um proprietors of the house of secrets and the house of mysteries which were yeah. right. which is the 
two long ongoing horror anthologies that DC ran at that time. Yeah. So that's a that's a brilliant tie-in to like take a cause this is like is this slightly before Sandman? This is before Sandman, right? It's gotta be. Yeah, because um, Sandman's like ninety one, right? It's be the, yeah. So so like Lucian and Cain and Abel making an appearance in here is is like Neil Gaiman is gonna take the the, the torch from uh, this to create the dreaming in in his Sandman. The, the vibes so are very similar between this and Sandman too. Well, like, yeah, like you can tell where Neil Gaiman got the the idea from. Well, there's like, a reason this is like, you could tell where a lot a lot of fucking people got some. Well, shit I mean, yeah, from. the entire British invasion happened because of him, obviously. But well, yeah, like, our, over Christmas, yeah. I actually went back and and read some of the House of Secrets books. Those are fucking great. Gaiman, Gaiman. I mean, more is the reason why Gaiman has a job, isn't it? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he 100%. was the person who ended up taking over Miracle Man. Yep. So, and Constantine shows yeah, up think- in the first arc of Sandman. Yep. I love. Yeah. I love what they do with the panels and panel placement in this like i always thought of alan moore it's amazing in in the vein of watchmen that like four by three panel grid but this is just all over the place there's like these weird symmetry things that he does there's all there oh man dude it's so good i can't wait to read prometheus i can't (laughs) wait yeah i'm hyped because this this reminds me of that style of alan moore um not that very rigid style like Watchmen and stuff this this feels more close like in the, of the things I've read of him this feels more of what Alan Moore's brain sees when he writes comics than anything else yeah well I think yeah. when he's when he's doing those other structures it feels that I feel like that's very intentional and he's doing it to make a statement about those types of right comics. yeah Watchmen is like a rebel against the comics code authority and, and right. specifically yeah. a rebel and his, against yeah. uh, Ditko, who who uh, basically created that house style of the nine panel grid. Like that was a Ditko uh, hallmark mm-hmm. was was that style of page layout and and like you know setting everything up in such a like orderly fashion. So to create yeah. the yeah. the like dig on Ditko, he also like aped his style as like one more way of like a fuck you, right? You know. Dude, it's just yeah. And reading these first two ones again, we get nuke face later. This whole so I was just flipping through this, this bit whole... where Abigail this eats so one of good. Swamp Thing's back yams and then starts yeah, tripping that's... balls. Yeah. yeah, that's the sex yeah. issue. It's the whole yeah. issue. Yeah, they're they, just banging. Yeah. LSD that's when yams. they bang via their consciousness because he doesn't have a fucking swamp dick. I, I guess, guess he could make one. Anyway. He can make one, but probably wouldn't. He's got it. He's anyway, got a swamp um, butt. <laughs> he's got well. He's got to be. He's muscular. got a swamp ass, good, so bro. to speak. Every chance, <laughs> every good. chance they get, it seems they 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 draw his butt like very. He's got yams. He's caked he's got up. A, little, yams. a cute little butt. Yeah, dude, he's got fucking yams, bro. He's got sweet potato pie back there, baby. <laughs> the 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 um, and like again, he makes these yam things where they eat, and like that becomes another staple of the character. Because mm. later on, like companies try to harvest his, take him <laughs> to harvest his fucking yams because they're like crazy restorative. Only Abby can like, harvest those yams. Man, I, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I want to trip on the swamp thing yams. Don't yeah, we? We're all? 10, 12 issues in, and he's created 
he's completely redefined this character in 12 issues that will last in t- for every iteration of this fucking character. Planting seeds, man. I'm telling you, it's planting seeds. It's, it's crazy. Literally it's just amazing to read. Like, yeah, it's just reading one of those like, oh, it's like you hear like one of these, you know, this is one of the best of all time. Then you read it. It's like, Okay, I get no, it. This yeah. is this is the only I, I yeah, it. like it <laughs> it barely like it existed before this, but it didn't really, you know? Like this is this is a reinvention, a revolution of the character. Like even like you said, when even the creator of the character is like, nah, this he he I mean, Yeah, he is. did it. Like his this book is the reason <laughs> why it. people know who Swamp Thing is. Yep. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean it literally would have just fallen into obscurity. And just been a footnote in horror comics had he not yeah. done this. Yeah. It would have been the the it's, the like beginning of Bernie Wrightson. We never yeah. would have gotten that Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> think think <laughs> of the horror if we never had that Saturday morning cartoon. It had it had a kick ass action figure run. That man. film that shit was dope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I love this fucking. Well, run. now it's, I'm it's I'm so really excited good. to read the because I've read this before, but it's been a long time. Um, and I'm really excited to read the Scott Snyder stuff next week because I've never read that. And I'm I feel like he he gets it. Scott Snyder really got it. Yeah, and like uh, reading that uh, I haven't read much in between, but like reading that one, I feel like that was a big re invention of the character well the fact that um, it ties in with it, the animal man the lemire animal man that we read previously it's, it's great it, it's great yeah that has me really excited because that lemire animal man is fucking brilliant so yeah the whole rot world event was such a cool fun event yeah uh, and once again arcane just being the fucking worst <laughs> there's one thing i enjoy about the new 52 it's that the gave us Justice League Dark and all these great like the the horror mm-hmm. corner of the New Fifty Two was excellent. So yeah, like uh, reading Animal Man and Swamp Thing, I would say like yeah, New Fifty Two. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. If you just you know yeah, you don't you just ignore yeah. Dark, you don't we're good. That's all you need. <laughs> They're good enough. Yep. That um. Those runs are are great. Yeah, I'm excited to read that again. I, especially reading it after reading this one, it's like you really see all the links yeah. between it. And like you said, it it even goes into Animal yeah. Man. Yeah, like it's not just Swamp Thing. Like the red becomes a thing that permeates now and kind of becomes this thing that evolves into Animal Man and and other comics. So like it it creates an entire little ecosystem of characters and forces of nature to write about. It's it's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty and it sounds pretty and it's just it's uh, it's just Yeah, the the, the prose in this book is so flowery mm-hmm. and Man, just... I don't know if y'all are trying to make all these like plant puns, but it's I like I can't I can't keep interrupting you to say pun intended every time you say <laughs> ecosystem and flower and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're trying to fuck with I me. wasn't, but awesome. <laughs> I wasn't, but that's fucking great. <laughs> but Yeah, man. Finally talk about some swamp thing and Alan Moore. That's fucking. We, we don't deserve Alan boxes, Moore. Guys. What a treasure. What a what a just like fucking gift yeah. gift to comics as an industry. <laughs> yeah, and then I a like couple weeks from now. We'll... Is. 
He's so yeah. I mean, we're gonna try to digest. You'd be grumpy too if you weeks. watched all of the adaptations of these works <laughs> that <Yeah>. you made. <laughs> Dude, I, I think we said it like everyone. All of these adaptations made off his shit, and not one person. Not one person not seemed one. to listen to him. Yeah, I mean, if they had you, listened you to him, they wouldn't have made the movies. Shit. Like in the case of Watchmen. I mean, I think exactly. They would have never made any of the movies being bad and more than they were made in the first place. <laughs> yeah, correct. But correct. <laughs> Probably didn't. Them help. being bad is just insult to injury, you know. Because even if they were exact replicas, he probably wouldn't have. Well, it's almost like um, anyway. it's almost like this anarchist wizard should not have had anything to do with the corporation ever, and the fact that he did is a bummer, and he <laughs> will not let it go. And like, I get it. I fucking get it, man. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> he's just he's like fine. He's I, in his weird corner writing his little novels now. It's okay. Yeah, man. Hey man, I, I, that's fine. I'm cool. I'm with like, it. I'm in the very smallest way tangentially connected to these giant corporations, and it's a bummer for me. So, like, I get it, man. <laughs> I just can't wait for him at some point, like, just quietly over the last 20 years. He's just been working on this, some comic, and he's just going to drop, like, a fucking huge. Only Alan Moore could make this omnibus at like image or something and just fucking like Well the the beautiful thing is that he has retired like six times. So Right. You know, there's always there's always something else. That brain's not stopping. You know what I'm saying? He's still writing prose. Like so who knows yeah. what's right. going on? There's an there's an idea, like there's fifty fucking comic book ideas he's written down and thrown away. Like at least. Yeah. Like I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. And one of these days he's gonna decide he's gonna want to make one of them. Yep. I hope. I hope so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and who the fuck could possibly say no, right? Like, well, he could just walk into Image. I want all, and like, what are they going to say to him? Whatever you want. Here you go. Let all the money. Like, yeah, all you of the money. Cats, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I Door's always that. open. Well done. I would read that. Door's always open, guys. I don't care. I'd read anything if he episode. decided that to come back perfect. to comics. I'd that read it. That was the funniest thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> What could you imagine if he took out Wildcats and then did to Wildcats what he just did to Swamp Thing? Like, like just really turned it on its head and made it like this cornerstone of. That'd be great. Uh, all right. I mean, I feel like he could do it with anyone he wanted to. Personally, I just feel like he's he just has. Well, he's to give he's a shit written Wildcats. About... You guys know that, right? Yeah, no, that's the joke. Is that he oh, has yeah, yeah, written yeah. and. And Swan, uh, yeah, yeah. Spawn. He's written some Spawn. Too. Yeah, really? And uh, it's probably incredible. Yeah. It's probably incredible. Yeah. Nice. I, I honestly That's didn't awesome. know that he wrote Wildcats. That's really funny. It's fucking hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, give me fire next episode. The- Alan Moore's fucking spawn. the problem is that that's wildstorm so you said image and i was like dc owns that i don't know why i said wildcast yeah <laughs> the only thing i can think of with it like just image because he would be 100 percent creator and that's like that would be literally the only way he would ever do it or self-publish or, yeah or just create his own publishing company which is very right possible. that's the, yeah <laughs> that's the only way he would do it yeah. all right well uh but, tune in next anyway. week while we talk about more of our favorite uh moss man he is he is uh, unfortunately he is the superior swamp creature yeah sorry sorry adam tetris uh swamp thing is I don't, better it's unfortunate. I don't agree with that they're equal they're, no, they're coca-cola no, and pepsi I, I, right or it's uh, yeah 
Yeah, one's definitely one's better. Because yeah. better and I'm Coca-Cola yeah. and I'm Swamp Thing and you can't change my fucking Just because one is, one is run. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Casey. One is clearly better. You're allowed to prefer the other one, but everyone's going to look at you weird. Just because this so run is really good is doesn't mean Man-Thing isn't a good character. Oh, I'm not saying Man-Thing isn't a good character. I'm just saying Swamp Thing's better. Yeah, agree. No. But I'm saying really is Alan Moore needs to write Man-Thing and then we'll now really... That, now that's something. <laughs> <laughs> then we can get a true comparison. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, he'll just show up to Marvel the and then be like, "Yeah, you wrote Wildcats, of course." <laughs> <laughs> we love your run on Voodoo. It's great. All right, all right. Well, t- tune in next week while we continue this ridiculous conversation, um, or, or join the conversation right now on our Discord for absolutely free. I'll give you a, a link to that in the episode description. Come hang out, with man. Us last and- episode. The Discord got wild talking about Daredevil's ass. So yeah, we jump, got on a tangent about butts, and and we're all here yeah. for butts, 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 all the butts. <laughs> also, if you feel like giving us some money, go to duelinggenre.com/support/join/support and join our Patreon. Uh, we got some cool stuff for you, our Patreon subscribers, that uh, comes out every week. All kinds of cool stuff for you out there. I'll give you links to that also. Uh, yeah, for, for all of us here, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.